Welcome back to SNES Book Prep Uncovered, the podcast where we talk to staff, to pupils and to parents to understand more about life at the school. Each episode, I'm joined by Ralph Dalton, head teacher at the school. And today we're talking about some exciting positive changes within the school itself. Ralph, let's just dive straight in. Tell us all about what these changes are. Right. Well, I call it a hybrid model of structuring the teaching team so that the children get all the benefits that come with having a subject specialist, as you might get in a secondary style school or some of the bigger prep schools, but keeping the pastoral benefits, that continuity of care that you get with the more traditional primary form setup. Okay, so this is like working on the basis that quite often in a, in a prep school, they have the the pastoral care, the continuity of, of care that you talk about with consistent teachers, but they don't necessarily have specialist subject teachers. Is that right? Yeah, so I think the traditional primary model is when children are young, they, they need to form an attachment with a single caregiver. Then at some point in a child's education subject knowledge becomes more important and and the teacher's subject knowledge becomes more important if they're going to be able to stretch and challenge children as as they become more competent in subjects themselves. And so it's finding a way that you get the best of both those worlds. Now, some of the bigger prep schools have access to you know more specialist teachers and it's, it can be tricky for smaller prep schools to 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 emulate that, but a few years ago, I found a school of a similar size to us that very successfully found a way of sort of blending both. So we're, we're sort of taking that idea and, and rolling it out. Tell us a bit then about how that's actually going to look. For EYFS, so there are our youngest pupils, it stays the same. So currently they will have their form teacher and they have a visit from a teacher that specialises in a subject. So computing or PE, things like that. That's as it currently stands, because that care is important. At the other end, what we're going to do with Key Stage 2 is we're going to copy what we've done, uh, we currently do with Year 5. So in Year 5, they have one teacher specialises in maths and one specialises in English. So the children have the same maths teacher for two years. And this ensures sort of that continuity of education across the summer holiday. You don't lose anything because you've got the same teacher when you come back in Year 6. You get that same... Um, the, the, the teacher knows when they're teaching in year five, they've already got an eye on the end of year six. And so they're constantly, you know, working to that end or to year seven almost. And again, their subject knowledge is able to differentiate and make a difference to the children, whether it's maths or English. So we're going to now copy that model in years three and four as well. So in years three and four, you'll have one teacher for maths for the two years before moving on to years five and six, where you'll have one maths teacher for the next two years. And I should say, we're still staying in year groups. So year year three is still taught as year three, and year four is still taught as year four. They'll just have one teacher that takes them through. And then we're going to supplement the existing sort of teachers that specialise in a subject. So whereas before, if you're a year three teacher, you teach year three English, you teach year three maths you teach geography you teach history you mm. teach re you teach i don't think what else it might be pshe maybe you have to teach all those subjects and you have to have a you split your knowledge across those subjects whereas now we'll have one of the key stage two teachers teaching all the humanities to key stage two so that means that 
that will improve, again, that continuity of education across the four years. It's playing to that teacher's strengths who's got a degree in the subject, so their subject knowledge is much better. Um, and even in those subjects where maybe it's not a primary, uh, you know, you haven't, your, your primary degree isn't in that subject because your interest is in that subject and you spend time learning about it, it enables that teacher's subject knowledge to be better. Mm. Um, so we're going to actually end up, so the teachers, the, the pupils will actually end up being able to be taught by, by a teacher who's specialising in PE, Mm-hmm. Languages, humanities, which will be history and geography, music. Obviously, they'll have either their maths or their English. Mm-hmm. Their science, and we're also able to double the amount of science we teach this way. So that's another great benefit of the change we're making, uh, and I'm really excited about that. And I think also our oh, reasoning, and we're also adding philosophy to the curriculum too. So. The children will get a much better provision as well. So that's sort of key stage two. And then key stage one are a halfway house. So in key stage one, the year one teacher will teach year one maths. They'll teach year one English and they'll have their class, but they'll have some subject specialists for some of the other subjects. But that's where you're, it's that age group where you still need, the children aren't quite ready to to lose uh, their form teacher as much you know they still need more of their form teacher they get some of the specialists so so that's what it's that's what it's going to look like okay so playing devil's advocate for a moment you know in the past it was kind of working all right i presume why the need to change it at all i mean you know if it's, if it's not broke why fix it yeah i guess that's always you know if it's that, that's always one way to look at life we're always trying to replicate the most successful models that are out there you know and this this had worked incredibly well for some other schools and you know it has so many benefits to the pupils that I think it's really you know it's really worth you know doing you know so I mean some of the other benefits you'll get are the you know we're a small school and we we pride ourselves on every child being known by every teacher well this is going to increase that because actually Mm. you're going to you know if you're in year three you're going to get to know who would have been just a year six teacher, if you like, a lot longer. So that means then transition between year groups is not going to be such a big or scary deal. But you still get, you know, there are still going to be five, around four or five touch points a day with your form teacher. So you still get that that overall continuity of care. It's going to, it's going to sort of make you, it's going to, certainly for Key Stage 2, it's, it's looking forward to year seven, getting them ready to, understand how to work with different adults in different subjects Mm. so again making that transition to senior school less daunting in that way it's so much better for pupil outcomes because one of the biggest problems across uh, in schools is getting continuity of teaching across the school so you know one teacher teaches in, in maths, you see it all the time. You know, you might teach a method one way in maths in one class, sort of slightly different way in the next class. And that's why you have schemes and training to bring all that into line. You know, and, and maths and English in a primary school, you know, schools work really hard on that. But in the other subjects, it can be harder. And obviously, you know, you know, I dropped, I dropped geography in what is now year eight. But, you know, I'm then asked to teach geography. I might hate geography. Um, you know, I might see no point in it at all as a teacher. Whereas this way, you get teachers teaching subjects they value, subjects they know uh, they know more about. You know, again, if you are teaching, you know, when you're teaching year five, 
and you need to challenge a pupil in year three, you've got all that knowledge because you've taught all the other bits. So that constant challenge that we look for pupils, so they're constantly making progress are there. I think I think that's the the reason to do it. You know, if it really didn't work, we could always go back. But if you never try it, you're never going to know, are you? So, um, and it's not like we're taking a leap in the dark. You know, this is not, you know, this is not so avant-garde that, <laughs> that it's untested. And I imagine as well, just thinking about the, the, the people who are successful in their field of work, it, it's not unusual, is it, for them to talk about how their love of, you know, science, for example, came from the science teacher that they had at school. Absolutely. All the time, you know, you know, you'll hear that story time and again, or oh, it's the passion of my, like you say, science teacher. And, and it's easier to be passionate about the things that you're interested in and passionate about the things that you know and are confident in. So a change like this feels like it's it's all good, and, and I'm sure that it will work. But but I also imagine that a change like this isn't something that you can just simply tell your teaching staff on a Friday that when they come in on Monday, that's how it's going to be. Um, how did you go about rolling this out and, uh, I guess, getting staff buy-in for a change in the teaching structure like this? It's been a long process. So in terms, when I first arrived, one of the sort of first things I did was sort of audit where we were, audit the skills of the staff, take people's ideas, open it up to, you know, ideas about, you know, what we could do better, listen to what parents were looking for or, you know, what they were looking, you know, when they visited the school just to, you know, think, was this a school for us? You know, they talk about how, you know, you know, do you have subject specialists? How many? What subjects? You know, and I'd ask them, why was that important? What were you looking for? And so through that process, and it was it was one suggestion made to me, you know, I, I got various experts in to look at where we, you know, what their take was. And it was one of the suggestions made then. And so it's it's really working with staff, like, you know, playing to people's strengths, you know, those who have science degrees, for example, and who believe science is really important, you know, those who have humanities degrees, those who love philosophy and think actually it's really important that we introduce children to this this area of study on how to think about situations and how to go about an inquiry so it was really a case of just waiting for the moment that these things aligned i mean i I treat i treat life like playing a a game of cards Mm -hmm. you know you sort of have a rough destination in mind or a rough outcome in mind you have various outcomes and then you see which way the cards fall and then you you sort of position yourself one way or another and that's why it sort of happened now because the the way the way things have gone has allowed me to find teachers that have got a teacher that loves teaching science science degree great you know somebody with you know a history degree history degree great humanities degree philosophy you know with philosophy great you know so you know, that's how I've got, I don't like the term buy-in because it suggests, I don't know, I always feel it seems a little manipulative, but. Almost like you're trying to shoehorn something in where, where it might not be. But, 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 but I guess what we're talking about here is just making sure that everyone's on the same page, that they all understand what's happening and why you're doing it. Yeah, I think in, in this case, it, there's like a natural enthusiasm for it. Everyone can see the benefits for it. Everyone's, you know, excited by the prospect of teaching the subjects. They really feel but they feel they can make the most difference to the pupils and Mm. and that's what excites teachers the most when you're teaching a subject that you think oh i can really you know i can make a difference here because i'm i'm on solid ground 
So, and I guess yeah. from the teacher's point of view, if they are, if they're a science teacher, for example, and they, they're going to be teaching more science, then for them, it's just like bonus time that they're going to be in school doing more of what they love. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, so I, I, it should, it should be really exciting. And what are you expecting the parents' reaction to be when this is announced? Or actually, has this already been announced to them? Yes, it's it's already been announced. I don't know how it will be received, um, or obviously at the time of recording. I don't know. I hope, I hope people will be... I think, I, I think generally I hope people are open-minded enough to see where it goes and see how it goes. Like I said, we can always backtrack entirely, or we can, you know, what's the word, evolve it. You know, and, and some of that will also be seeing how the pupils take to it. I guess I, that would be my thoughts. Uh, so, Ralph, as a uh, as a parent myself, I can imagine some of the parents might have questions regarding this. I'm, I'm guessing it's all right for them to get in touch with you if they do have any questions. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm always uh, on the forecourt, happy to take questions and, and also listen to the, the feedback as we go through this as well. Okay, excellent. Well, look, we need to bring this to a close now, but our next episode is going to be out soon. If you have any questions regarding this, then do please get in touch with Ralph Dalton. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this episode and we look forward to connecting with you in the next one. Bye for now. Bye for now.